Hello and welcome to another episode of O Faces. I'm your host, Mr. Mocha, and I am here live in the studio with a good friend of mine, Chris Minks, another uh, fellow lifestyle gentleman, swinger, aka um, super producer and cameraman. You know. I don't know if we can go super producer cameraman yet. I just might have moved beyond neophyte oh. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, basic. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I'm, I just looked at your work. It's really good. So you, <laughs> but he's humble, everybody. So that's the good thing about it. Learning every day. So um, we this is a continuation of uh, our first podcast. Uh, we actually had Lupe on from Lupe and Misha. Um, they've been in lifestyle for some years. One of the things that we've discussed or we haven't discussed is the male emotional state in, you know, the lifestyle. Um, we're going to jump into that. But first, I want to introduce Chris Minks and get to know, let everybody know a little bit about him, you know, his lifestyle experience. So first things first, Chris, are you married or single? <laughs> <laughs> I am very married. Uh, coming on, well, married about 11 years, but been with her for 19 years now. Okay. How long have you guys been in the lifestyle? <laughs> That's the funny part of our story. I actually caught a unicorn in the lifestyle. So when I met Mrs. Minx, she was a single female wow. on a swinger site. <clears throat> All she had was one butt picture. And I looked at that butt picture and I was like, man, I don't know what the rest of it looks like, but that ass is worth meeting. Yeah, that but is, that's a good ass. As a single guy in the lifestyle, it is very hard to get anybody to respond to you. And so I threw that email out there, wrote as charming as I could be, and said, you know, you're probably getting 100 emails a day, but if you want to take a shot, I'd love to meet you sometime. She wrote back. Ooh. That's the craziest part. She liked my smile, and I had a picture of me sitting on my Harley. Oh, oh. <laughs> She's a biker girl, so she loved bikes. Nice. But our first date was at an on-premise swinger club in Baltimore, Maryland, and True to, uh, I always, when I tell people this story, I always like to say, the women are really in control of the lifestyle. They mm -hmm. allow us men to have these incredible adventures because they own the VJJ, right? Yes. So, true to form, women are in control. I had no idea what she still looked like. She had never sent me a face picture. So, I went wow. on a blind date. I went to this club with another single lady uh, who was a friend. She was going to the club with a guy who was a friend and part of a couple. Uh, and she was their, their tag-along third. Um, but she got to look at me in the club and decide, ooh, yeah, I like him in person and introduce herself. Or she could have looked across the room and said, oh, hell no. I'm not going to introduce. I would have never known she was there. She wow. hadn't done that. So, the lady that I was with, she knew real quickly that uh, I was, she knew I was supposed to meet somebody there. She figured out who the girl was real quick and got very clingy all of a sudden. And so Angel had to kind of say, uh, look for my opening to come introduce myself. And then uh, when she kind of finally came over, she did. She turned around, gave me a little butt wiggle and goes, I'm, you know, her, well, yeah, her yeah. profile name was. And I'm like, oh, hello, miss. Mm -hmm. the, the ass that you saw. This yes. Is yes. And we chatted for a few minutes and then uh, she went out on the dance floor and I kind of watched her for a little bit. Next time I saw her, she came bebopping by. She had two other girls in tow and she's like, oh, we're going downstairs to a play. Would you like to come watch? And I'm like, that woman has the right mentality for me. So we had a vanilla date the next day. 
and here we are 19 years later i've never gotten tired of this one she is an incredible person and uh even more fun to watch in the bedroom I have to say, like, you are a better man than me. Like, (laughs) if, like, well, you know, I guess I can't say that. Like, I I would, in the past, I would go on a date if I just got body pictures. But, like, I've gotten past, like, now I don't think I would go meet somebody unless I see their face first. (laughs) But that's... I think, you know, back when we, you know, back in the day, there was less options for bullshit, you know. And, right. You know, the technology didn't lend as much of a hand as it does today. So, yeah, I, I guess I can see that. Now, I had been in the lifestyle previously. So how long have you been in lifestyle? I've I, I probably been in the lifestyle 23 years, 22 years. Uh, I tried it with my first wife. Um, and when we decided to part ways, she said, you can have the profile and the name. I'm not interested in doing it anymore. And I had found my people. And so I was like, yes. And so when I relocated to my new location, um, I tried to integrate myself into that local community. But of course, now I'm that cursed single Single male right with no prior history nobody in that community knew me and so i had to go build from the ground up that reputation um but i knew that was where i wanted to be and i knew that's the type of um, future partner if i was to ever commit to somebody again uh they would need (laughs) they would need to share share that same uh philosophy or mentality on uh views of the lifestyle open-minded basically yeah, yeah. wow so <clears throat> you i mean i think we've been in lifestyle for about the same amount of time now. yeah yeah so and and it's really cool because like i also experienced the lifestyle first as a single guy and then you know as a as a married guy so now the next question is in the lifestyle are, are you wife? Are you and your wife stag vixen? Is she just hot wife? You know, what's your, <laughs> you know, what's your dynamic? Well, our dynamic presently, because this has been a journey, um, and and I'll, I'll back up real quick. Uh, lifestyle with my first wife was nothing like what lifestyle is with the current wife. Um, just completely different worlds and. The journey, uh, we started out as that uh, we weren't married, but we were dating. I, <laughs> I was never giving anybody half of the half of the life that I had left. Mm. I told her that on the second date. She looked at me and she goes, well, whoever said that I wanted to marry you? Mm. like, okay, good line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we, we, we dated almost seven years before uh, we finally actually got married. So we would go to things together um, when we lived close to, to each other um, so much that everybody thought we were a married couple. So we interacted as a traditional lifestyle couple. Um, she had um, bisexual uh, tendencies, preferences. Um, and so we were always looking for that, of course, another single female or uh, the perfect couples, you know, the, another male-female combination that we could swap and, and, and engage with. Um, that worked really well until I got a job opportunity that moved me out of the area another state away. 
Now, the nice thing about her is she said, I, I value this relationship so much, I would like to continue over a long distance. Mm. But distance in a lifestyle relationship can be a lot of challenge. Um, and so as we worked through that, and then that job sent me on a lot of trips um, to a lot of places <clears throat> outside the United States. And so we morphed into a hot wifing scenario before we even knew what it was mm. uh, because I just couldn't be present. Uh, my, my travels would keep me away for periods of long periods of time. And women having sex, it's a usually it's a production for them. They, they got to shave and mm-hmm. shower and makeup and hair, and lipstick. And they, they, they're going out to get laid. They put an effort into it. You know, they want some. Guys, we pretty much will throw down. Just wash whenever, our balls. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Wash the balls and we're ready to go. Yeah. So if a woman doesn't have to do all that effort, they're pretty comfortable sitting at home on the sofa just watching TV and, you know, snacking. So knowing I was going to be away, I didn't want my sexy little vixen to dry up, if you will. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Turn it off. Turn yeah. it off. Forget that she is a beautiful, sexy woman. And so the way I kind of figured how she could do that, go out with our friends, be present on the weekends at the house parties, at the clubs. Do not sit at home and wait for me to be home. I'm good. I just want you to be good, too, because um, if she turns it off, it's hard to get it started again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that is. So we fell into hot wifing that way. <clears throat> we actually commuted for five and a half years. We got married before we ever shared a roof together. We mm. were we were looking for an opportunity for her job to be able to travel south to where I was living, and uh, that took some time. But uh, we'd have a weekend at her place, a weekend at my place. We'd have the kids at another weekends, mm. and then we'd also be at all the swinger resorts. We go on cruises. I think we've been on nine or mm. 10 takeover cruises. Uh, I think we've tried just about every resort at least once. Um, so we, we carried on our lifestyle in these really fun places. And then during the week, we did our normal work stuff and we're a normal couple. Uh, so it made it sort of special that way. Now our current dynamic, um, we have pretty much become, oh, we're still stag vixen, but okay. we've, we can morph into a lot of different scenes mm-hmm. depending on um, who the, who the people are, or what the scene might be. Uh, and in this last year, we got into content creation, which was, uh, it's our, it's our newest kink because we've kind of tried everything else in the lifestyle. Um, but we hadn't tried this. And so that's the new fun experience. And in this content creation, of course, everybody wants to see her. They're less interested in seeing me. Yeah. And so I become the, um, Stag videographer, editor, <laughs> uh, clothing designer, um, logistics, <laughs> yeah, you, planes, you trains, automobiles. I mean, I'm the back office support um, in in our current lifestyle situation, which means I get a little less sex, but I get a whole lot more um, interaction in watching her, uh, which I thoroughly love to do. So that that is awesome. So now we... I like, I like that you you laid down you know, the the foundation where you started at you know the, the different transitions. Now, the topic that we've been discussing, and you know, because you and I spent a good amount of time together, and we we've spoken a lot. 
I, I like the way you break things down. One of the things that I noticed is that the male emotion is not a thing that's really discussed. And there, there are so many different facets of the male emotion within the lifestyle community because you have, you know, the single males, you got husbands, you have stag vixen like you and I, you have hot wife, same thing. We, we're very similar where, you know, I traveled and that's how exact same thing. Told my wife, okay, I'm gone six days a week, you know, so that, that's how I start encouraging her to play. You know, so I played as a single guy. But a lot of people completely forget the fact that, you know, men have emotions, too. Um, the thing that I have observed is a lot of guys or a lot of people in lifestyle, you know, think that, you know, oh, it's just a guy, you know, walk it off. Because in society, we're taught to just walk off our emotions. You know, hey, suck it up, buttercup. You know, as dudes, we have a thousand different things to say to another dude for him to walk it off. <laughs> okay, like <laughs> we have no mercy for one another when it comes to our emotions. You know, you know, the the term "fuck your feelings" is a term that one dude said to another. Like. <laughs> It has never been, it's not socially acceptable to look at a woman and go, fuck your feelings. That's some dude shit. Like, that's some shit that your buddy's saying to you when you've done something stupid and you're limping somewhere and the other three of them are like, dude, walk it off. So, in, in the lifestyle arena, no one really considers what a guy is dealing with. And, you know, we can start with, we'll talk about husbands because we're both husbands. Being able to deal with the emotions when you have that moment the first time you see some dude fuck your wife really, really, really good. The first time you see that or when you're in a situation where you are watching her have fun, you're happy she's having fun. But you also would like to have fun, but you don't want to ruin her fun because the emotions that that we deal with, I think that's something that's not spoken about. So for you personally, how have you learned to manage your emotions as a husband in the lifestyle? How have I learned to manage them? The learning part is is been probably the best way to actually describe it. It is a learned behavior, but in any learning, you have to seek the knowledge, right? You can't just sit back and it happens. So as you deal with these feelings that come up, um, again, we can talk feelings now because it's like 2020, but even prior to 2020, yeah. as males, we were even acknowledged that we had feelings, yeah, well, right? Yeah. Hey, you said <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. That amount of acknowledgement, that didn't happen back when we were younger men. Yeah, that's so, true. So... <clears throat> um, when I had to experience or when I found myself in those situations experience, I mean, imagine being overseas and watching. We were very advanced, so we had a camera set up so that I could tune in and watch playtime. Um, but then to be isolated after the camera turns off and now my head starts talking about, 
well, what pillow talk are they involved in? What, what's the next thing? What if I'm being left out of some of that, right? And so the, there's these feelings of doubt and the angst. I've heard it talked about in, in uh, other podcasts and stuff like that. I'm dealing with those. I'm, 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 how do I, one, express them? And then two, who do I talk to? How do I learn? You got to go seek that out. And so that's a unique thing because you can't just go talk to your normal street buddies about, hey, man, I just watched my wife get fucked by this guy. Man, did he give her the best cock of his life, right? And I don't think I can act like Dudes were just like, what? You, like my head's turning around, right? So now you got to find your special audience. And I think that's where, um, at the time I was a younger man, there were other husbands who had been involved in the lifestyle longer that I had developed relationships through the different parties and the social atmosphere and stuff like that, that I was able to go to them because I'm seeking the knowledge now. And I, I would go to them and say, Hey, I, have you ever had this happen? Right. And it's sort of the safe way to bring up. I'm not talking about my feelings. I'm, I'm talking yeah, about an yeah. incident, right? How, yeah. did, how did you handle that type of incident? And then they would start to share. Um, so I was seeking that knowledge out. And then as the Internet got more profound and things got stronger, the the Google, right? Yeah. You go to the Google and what is out there as far as information. And that's where, um, again, seeking knowledge, I would find some of these podcasts that talked about different aspects of the lifestyle and then the more um, refined aspects of the lifestyle. So when you talk about um, hot wifing or even cuckolding, I'd never even heard of the term, right? Um, then they have these podcasts that talk about these topics. And then in the, in the midst of those topics, they get into some of the feelings that you might go through and then how to talk about them or how to uh, handle them. So that's where I got my education from, mm -hmm. but I had to seek that out. It's learned, learned is the key in, in how you ask that question. How did I learn about it? And I learned about it through active seeking of the knowledge. And I like everything you go to your subject matter experts. Mm. So, you know, I, I have to say that you are a rare, you are a rare specimen in the lifestyle to to seek that out because I think in all the years I've been in lifestyle and all the couples we've met and all the parties we've thrown and all the things I've probably met four people well you and maybe four couples who actually did extensive research um, into the lifestyle and so that's that's impressive because you know once again we're going back to you know it's just being it's just it's just become socially acceptable for guys to really you know talk about their feelings and this is in the vanilla world this isn't even the, right. the lifestyle world um, because you know I think that guys mask even within the lifestyle they mask their feelings a lot more and you touched on a a really big thing and one of the things that I'd experienced a lot and I've talked to guys a lot about was dealing with the feelings that they experience when they watch their wife play or wondering when when they give their wife the permission to interact with someone and another guy or another couple they give her that per they 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 give each other permission to interact but then they they get into their head and it's you know I'm not sure 
you know, what's really going on. That part to me is is what I've always found to be the most interesting because as you start talking to people, that question, what how is she really feeling? And you know, men, we're supposed to be macho and you know, we're supposed to you know be her and you got to remember that sensation also applies to you watching your wife fuck some dude and yeah you may have you may give your wife the be- best dick in the world but you're fucking her it's different when you're sitting back and watching someone make those watching your wife make those sounds and those faces for someone else it's different when you're watching your wife text messaging and giggling or speaking and giggling to another person. And at this point, those are the those are the conversations I have had most with men. And when we talk about managing those emotions, the problem is oftentimes guys lash out or husbands lash out in the wrong ways where it's you know you're arguing about the kind of dog food she got and that's really that's not really your problem (laughs) that is so true it manifests it in another form or fashion like you're talking about Mm -hmm. that is uh that is key i know I, I come from a, an educational background in human psychology. So, you know, my, my uh, studies led me down that road and I dealt with, um, I learned to deal with people in crisis. Emotion is, is, uh, is a powerful thing and how people uh, uh, express that emotion and how it manifests can be in a thousand different forms that can be completely way off the original mark of what is triggering them, right? But it's just how they come out. So... As I go through from my first marriage, which I, I was equally culpable in the issues we had in my first marriage, we parted amicably and are friends to this day. We still we just celebrate Thanksgiving with my ex-wife. So um, that time between that separation and moving forward into the new life that I wanted, I had to do that whole introspection thing. I had to actually understand me and what my emotions were. Most men don't ever feel challenged in their life to do that for themselves or have never been asked to do that. And they're born to repeat the same problems, right? That you're like, I have, this is a problem with this girl and this problem, this girl, this girl. What's the, what's the, the unifying factor in here is you, right? <laughs> but nobody ever wants to turn that mirror back and look at them. I was forced to do that as I decided to dissolve my first marriage. Why, when I'm not present, is it such a wonderful marriage, Right. And, and why do I come into the picture and all of a sudden the garden starts to wither is the analogy I like to use. So <clears throat> moving forward into my new relationship, I was a completely different person and I was already done that work to understand me and my feelings. So then as we go through this lifestyle thing, I want to back up one other thing. Lifestyle, you can't, your relationship can't be completely based around the sex your relationship has to have a much broader foundation 
that makes you want to be with that person the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I say marriage. It can be, you know, shared partnership, whatever you, however you define that. It's, Look at you trying to be uh, no, I'm not trying, politically well, correct. I'm not trying to be politically because I, I, swore, I swore I was never getting married again. Mm-hmm. I will love her. I told her, I said time and time, I will love you till the day I die, but I don't ever want to be legally responsible for you again. And that was just my mentality at that time frame, right? So people, I'm not trying to be political because people do have relationships it, I met some incredibly, and I was shocked to find out that they weren't actually married. So it's it you can have that deep trust. There's something about the person that that binds you together. Angel is my my missing female half, as like I like to put it. And so having that understanding of of our foundational, honey. If you can find somebody that you can have all of this other stuff with, at the level of of you know sharing that we have and the feelings we have then they're better than me and I want you to have them. Right. So that's a that's a transcended kink thing. We're we're gonna toast to that. Because I believe that nobody can love her better than I can. And that's what keeps her with me. Because every day is a choice and I tell her that. You can choose to be with me, but I am not keeping you. I don't own you and I I can't force you to be with me. Mm-hmm. I want you to every day wake up and say I'm happy that I'm with this guy. Excuse me. Make that choice every single day. Yeah. And because a lifetime is, I mean, 19 years together, I'm telling you, I've put this woman through some hell and she still chooses to be with me. Right. (laughs) I mean, I brought an ex and some stepchildren into this poor young lady's life and she had to agree that, yeah, I'm signing up for all that. Listen, it sounds like you're talking. You're telling my story. I know. I'm, I'm looking you're, you're at you. are telling my story. Like, yeah, <laughs> that one's striking close to home. Yeah, listen, one hundred percent. Because I, 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 and what you what you said is what I use has always you have always used as the thing that keeps my emotion and the lifestyle. That's my that's my foundation. I don't get insecure. <clears throat> I had a conversation with some uh, a lady before, and I was saying that I'm never insecure about my wife when it comes to another guy. And she said, well, because you're arrogant. No, it's not because I'm arrogant. It's because she chooses to be with me. And I truly feel like if... My dick falls off tomorrow. My wife's going to still be here. If my wife gets sick, which she has been sick for a while, she even even being ill, even when she when when we couldn't have that sexual stuff, we still laugh. We still joke. I'm still smacking her ass. I mean, you you've been around my wife. When, oh, yeah. When she, I mean, we are who we are. I mean, sex is an addition. So for me, it blows my mind that my wife chooses every single day to be with me because I'm not the easiest person to live with. Right. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> Men in general aren't easy to live with. Yes. I'm told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I've heard. You know. And that being said, it's not arrogance that makes me not worry about it, but I always say... If she's mine and I'm hers, if someone can come in and take her from me or someone can come in and take me from her, 
we were never we we never belonged to one another you know and so that is where I say it's not arrogance it's just because I, I would never want her to be with me if she didn't want to be with me right so for me having that having that viewpoint and really truly believing it believing it as opposed to some guys who they have this this stuff they say but then you you watch them when they see their wife playing or you you watch them in a in a lifestyle event you can see like you can smell some dude's insecurity from across the room when his wife's having too much fun or when you when the wife is clearly avoiding you know certain types of dudes because that's going to make her husband insecure so I know nobody you are still insecure you know you haven't dealt with your emotions you know and so you kind of jump right to the end of what I was thinking though that's what I used to to stay emotionally grounded and that's what I've always used but going back to what you're saying about how guys kind of displace their emotions you know the husband sees something, experiences something, and because he said, "Okay, we made this, we've agreed that we're going to be in a lifestyle," so you know he can't get mad about the fact that you know she came three guys three times and kissed this guy in the mouth. He can't get mad about that, even though it pissed him off, even though he didn't like it, he couldn't stomach it, even though he said it was okay. So now he's waiting for something else. You know, to be pissed off about, you know, like, you know, who left this shoestring in the middle of the floor? You know, like that happens. So. Have you seen that? Have you observed that when you're looking at other couples, have you been able to pick out that guy or those guys who are struggling emotionally in the lifestyle? Have you seen them? And share, but don't use names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they almost use the wife as bait, mm. right? Because they're they're trying to get laid themselves because they don't have, for whatever reason, the game, you know, to to interact and engage with a woman, you know, to to make themselves uh, charming, if you will. So, uh, yeah, they 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 put the and then you see them right all of a sudden. Oh wait, the bait's doing really good. She's enjoying herself. Uh, uh, where do I stand now? Where, where, you know, again, if you, you've come in on the wrong foundational level. If you're there now creating your own insecurities and then you're forced to have those, you see them. It's the, it's the tense jerk of the elbow. I need to talk to you. Uh, the, Hey, let's go to the bathroom. Right. And they, they head off to the bathroom together and you come out and you can just see her kind of, you might get an eye roll from her or, you know, the head shouldn't, yeah, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> those are, those are the times you're like, okay, they're not emotionally prepared for what's occurring. Um, and then the worst ones are when you get into the, the bedroom, the playroom, wherever you are. Right. And, and now you're naked and things are starting to happen. Uh, and, and all of a sudden you're seeing out of the corner of your eye, the, like he's distracted and he's, you know, or he gets done early and then there's, yeah, the head nod. With a head nod, or, or worse is that we heard something. Yeah. Like, something well, almost like he's calling a horse, you know, like this, this like clicky thing, right? And 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 she's like, I gotta go. And I'm like, What do you mean you gotta go? I'm, you know, you're not done. I'm not done. She's like, No, no, I, I gotta go. Yeah, he's done. Right. So he's 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 done, and and he's now I'm pulling you out of it, right? Because I can't have you enjoying yourself. <clears throat> the 
you, you just got to kind of roll with it, right? You don't want to get involved. You don't want to be um, judging. Um, oh, I'm judging. But you can be supportive after the fact, too. If you have that and you still, you know, you have a great interaction with a couple and everything like that. And I get this is as I got older, I, I realized I got to do more. If I want this lifestyle that I love so much to carry on and flourish, I need to be able to mentor mm-hmm. these young men coming into this, especially if they're bringing in a very hot woman. Because again, for, for a lady to get over all the social impediments, and there's a bunch of you know, podcasts and things talk, you guys have talked about, about that before, all the things that it takes for a woman to let down and enjoy her own sexuality, that's a gift that you as a husband or a partner are allowing her to do because you're not controlling her and you're, be you, you're honey. Encouraging. Right, yeah. encouraging it. But then for her to get past all the other societal rules about that, great. You don't want to go hurt that and yeah. shut that. For you to be the one to kick her in the crotch. You don't yeah. want to kick her in the crotch yeah, and yeah. make that bad, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so we need to mentor these guys. And and that's where, going back to that other example, that, hey, mm-hmm. clicking, her, clicking to get her out of the room. Now, after you bust a nut, you just, you just came... <laughs> You just fucked my wife. You're done now. You look over your wife is having fun. And like, oh, no, no, no. So d- do me a favor. You got to go find those guys afterwards. And you got to reapproach them. Oh, you can't. And you got to talk to them. You, listen, I'm going to I'm making this. a point, too. Listen, see, you uh, you are good. I'm a transcendent male. I am a reformed curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I will reach out. In fact, if I'm having a problem, I will go to Angel and say, hey, I need to talk about some feelings that I'm having. Absolutely. And and that gives her the context that, okay, male emotions are coming. <laughs> yeah. Stand by. And and that right there is, that is the most important thing. I, I, I have never, I, I have never shied away from telling my partner what I feel. And this is just because I realized early on because I was in the lifestyle before I met my wife, I watched the, the thing where you see the guy. He's upset because she don't want to play. He's upset when she does play. You know, he wants to control every aspect of it. Okay, well, you know, it's okay as long as you fuck to my specifications. I watched all of these things, and then it's, there's also been the situations where I've watched a husband in a relationship where the wife was the dominant partner, the emotionally dominant partner, you know, and him deal with these feelings kind of in private, you know, and, you know, I've had guys who, like, literally, I've been fucking his wife for, you know, months, and we've become friends, and he's like, hey, dude, can we go grab a beer, you know? We go get a beer and he's telling me his feelings like, you know, I get really uncomfortable. You know, I have no say so in this situation. And he's he's like, you know, spilling on me. And that's happened multiple times where someone spilled on me. And I realized, like. You know, have you spoken to her? And it was it's weird, like in the beginning, because I mean, I got into this in my early 20s. And it was just super strange for me, like the first time to have some dude who was like 15 years older than me having an emotional moment next to me. And you got to think in my early 20s, I was like, like, I was like, 
in my mind, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But of course, I mean, don't judge me at that time. I just wanted to make sure I can continue fucking his wife. You know, so like I gotta be cool here, but like otherwise, like dude, you are fucking up a lot of guy codes here. Like you're sitting here having this emotional moment. Like you're not my brother. Like yeah. you're not you're not a family member. You're not like a super, super best friend. Like, I'm only fucking your wife, dude. And then, like, but I'm listening because I want to continue fucking his wife. And then, you know, as I matured, while maturing in the lifestyle, while maturing as, as a man and staying in a lifestyle and listening and having these constant spillovers of, you know, husbands who were saying things to me, you know, I wish I could say this to her, you know, it's, you know, it's difficult for me to watch her come with you like this. Is that, you know, then I start asking those questions. Well, have you talked to her? No. Have you spoken to her? No. Have you talked to her? No. So you haven't, you haven't talked to her? No. Because if I say this, this is going to be the problem. Well, does she tell you how she feels? Yes. Yes, she tells me. So my first thing with my wife was like, we talk about everything. If if I have an insecure moment, you're my wife. It's your job to reassure me. And that right there is a major violation of man code. Oh, you need to be reassured, you pussy? Yes. Yes, I do need reassurance from my wife. That's my partner. That's my other half. Right. You know, so I was not afraid I've never been afraid if I have a moment, uh, a moment of misunderstanding, a moment where something just made me feel wrong. I didn't like the way it felt. I don't know why I didn't like it, but I didn't like it. But after watching, listening to all of these guys, you know, all of the the wives I played with, you know, talking to their husbands. No, I'm going to talk to my wife, but that's hard. It's very difficult for a man to go to another dude about his emotions. It's way harder for most men to go to their wife about their emotions, you know, because most men, you know, they were married before they got in the lifestyle. And at some point they totally disregard their wife's emotions right. about shit. And yeah. so now now you don't want to you feel like, you know, it's against man code for me to go and spill on my wife. But in the lifestyle, you have to. I think that's one of the benefits that the lifestyle gives you is that ability to have that complete openness. I'm supposed to be able in lifestyle code, right? I'm supposed to be able to look at somebody and say, oh, my God, that girl is fucking hot. I would love to have sex with her. And my wife, she's like, yeah, I agree. That would be pretty cool. Right. And be OK with that. That's the kind of openness. So there shouldn't be. um that hesitation to talk about the feelings. But especially if you were married and then you got into the lifestyle together, right? The history that you have of the lack of shared emotion or that lack of discussion um, is critical to overcome. That's probably one of the hardest things I think couples actually have is that right, the acceptance by each of them to, to accept what the other person needs to share or needs to say. Um, and then listening to it, because, again, it's one thing to talk, right, to bro code and, you know, have the verbal diarrhea and, you know, break down and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but to actually listen to what the person is saying to you and, and acknowledge what they've told you, 
because you can go spill your wife and if she doesn't tell you hey i need to be reassured about the pussy here right mm-hmm. yeah you're good right i'm good you're good if she doesn't she's like mm, no that could do a whole lot more damage to oh, that God, yeah. that that willingness that that the feather, not the, the white flag. Like, hey, I need to share something, and I'm going to risk doing that as a man. Mm-hmm. And then you do it, and then you get negatively or or uh, not affirmed. Um, that, you don't get the confirmation. That you don't you get that confirmation, right? It, it becomes a negative instance. You're like, well, the hell if I'm ever going to share anything with her again. Mm-hmm. I deal with that every day. You know, mm-hmm. not every day, but I mean, in my own life, I go like, oh, man, I'm feeling like. I need to kick the dog today. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey, I feel like kicking the dog today. Well, she's an animal lover. She's like, don't you ever kick it. Like, that's not really what I was talking about. Right? I, it's, I'm, I'm having a moment. I'm having a moment. But understand, I'm upset. And mm-hmm. it's not at you. I'm just upset about it, right? Mm-hmm. And if she acknowledges that properly, whew, you can move through the moment. Mm-hmm. If you don't get that proper acknowledgement, so then you throw sex on top of that. And it's something with that. Whew, now you're just laden with... Uh, Sex and ego. Sex and ego is a big one too. With yeah, men, you're with right. Men, it's, <clears throat> with men, a lot of it is ego because it. I, I hate to say it, it just comes down to that thing where society's role. Well, well, that's that's another big thing. But let's let's just skip to the one thing. I've been fucking this woman. I'm in love with this woman, and now I see someone else please her, and. Now I'm wondering, is he doing it better than me? <laughs> that to me is like, that is the thing where for guys, a lot of, no, and I know it affects women as well. I, I know because I've can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, you know, look, does her pussy feel better than mine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do our pussy feel the same? You know, how's my blowjob compared to hers? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, you 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 lifted her and bounced her like four more times than usually bounce me. I mean, with, <laughs> is her pussy good enough to make you stronger? I mean, like, is she four pounds light? So yeah, we understand that 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 happens too. But we're talking about the male emotion and the crazy thing that goes through guys' heads and the reasons. And you're right; you have the you have societal norms, you have ego, and like I said, keep it real simple, like. You know, if you're in a lifestyle and you are a full swap couple or a hot wife couple or a cuckold couple, any dynamic where you watch your wife get fucked. And the problem, this is what's hard. You may watch her get fucked 30 times before you see somebody really, really do it well. And before you really see that look of pleasure that she's only giving you. And now you're like, oh, my God. She's really like, that's the day where you, that's the day that tests you out. That's the day that, that tests your resolve. And for the guys out there who, who've experienced it, excuse me, they've all experienced it for the guys who've experienced it over and over and over again. And you're wondering, are you the only person that feels that way? You're not. The only thing is for me and my wife, We have a conversation after sex. Anytime we play outside, anytime we play, we always talk about it. All these years later, we we always talk about it. Always. 
it's we always have a conversation because to me number one that's what separates sex from intimacy if my wife goes and have a play date and she comes back and she tells me all about it she wasn't keeping anything between her and him right the intimacy is between her and I because she shared everything with me. The physical part, I mean, sex is sex. I mean, I'm not worried about the physical part, but the emotional part for me is that's everything. And that to me is what transcends sex, transcends anything physical. So if I have every, if we have everything else together, that's not going to make me go crazy. But for most guys, it's 100% sex that, you know, dealing with his wife playing with someone else. Most guys is dealing with his wife actually experiencing physical pleasure with someone else. With most women, the fear is also emotional because I know that Women will often say, well, you know, you don't know how women are. You know, (laughs) she may want to take you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, as dudes, we're not usually worried about somebody taking our wife because we live with her and we know you don't want those problems. (laughs) (laughs) We're worried about you fucking her so good that she loses her mind. And so that's where the that's where a lot of guys get emotionally tested. Now, don't get me wrong. You you will have some husbands out there who will get concerned. In certain dynamics, because I've I've had that conversation with guys where, you know, she acts like she doesn't want me anymore, blah blah blah, and, and your your past lifestyle issues too, but yeah. like, yeah, cock should never make your wife want to leave. Okay, right, you know, that's that's not a thing. So, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's. It shouldn't have <clears throat> your bigger relationship issues than just your dick. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> like. He got the one thing. You worried about her leaving for that one thing, the cock. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else, huh? It's... So, so that, you know, circling back, where do you, where do you tell a guy, what do you tell a guy who's in a situation where he wants to be in a lifestyle, he's enjoys, he enjoys a lifestyle, but he's just having a hard time figuring out a way to exp- or he's never even thought about expressing himself to his wife concerning how he feels when she plays or when she interacts with other people. Man, if they can't do that one on one, if they don't feel comfortable, that's what you're talking about, right? That mm-hmm. they don't feel comfortable going, "Hey, honey, I need to talk to you about this this situation, this feeling I'm having," right? You really got to have a third party who has the foundation or the or the background an experienced male in the lifestyle to to vent that through or to run that through first and then maybe even did you really just <laughs> yeah, I did missed that. your mouth i just did that <laughs> I, I just i spilled i spilled a good amount of that all over me <laughs> the best part was the shock of the of the cold look wet hitting your shirt hitting your skin when I'll you did that how did I, how did i not get <laughs> This is this is clearly my fourth glass. That's why I misjudged. We, we are not drinkers, and we're having a drink as we're discussing tonight. Yes. And it's pretty obvious. Yes. Somebody has been affected. <laughs> I 
but circling back, <laughs> I think I think you really got to sit down. It, it, studies have shown, I mean, we're in, you know, we're we're well into the twenties now, in twenty twenty and beyond. We now know that everybody has emotions, and not finding a way to vent that emotion in a healthy manner, the emotions will come out. They have to be expressed. That is that is just part of our our genetics, right? You cannot hold all of the and you, the military is a good example of this, right? All that the PTSD, all the emotion of war that our veterans have gone through, and they come back in the United States and like, I'm going to turn it off, right? I'm good. No, it comes out in usually destructive manners, but at at a minimum in in not safe manners, and so let's get beyond that, guys. Broke code's gone. Find somebody that you can confide in. You have to have, there's one person in your life, you know, your mother, your father, your spouse, your best friend. There is somebody in your life. And if you can't find one person, you can call the phone and say, hey, I got to talk to somebody. There are numbers out there that, I mean, I don't want to talk about suicide on this, but you know, there are, if you are in such turmoil that with your feelings that you can't talk to somebody or can't find somebody, your church, you can walk into any church and the pastor or the minister or, or somebody, there's always somebody for you to just let it out. So in the lifestyle situation, if you are so scared to bring this up with your wife, there's probably a couple or at least a, a, a female or another male that you can say, hey, I really need to talk to my wife about this. You and I have talked about this, or I think you would be a good third-party mediator, essentially what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And sit down with that. We have found, Angel and I have found ourselves in that situation with couples that are struggling, you know, and they're like, oh, and we've gotten the conversations, the friends' conversations. Hey, hey, bro, can I have that beer with you? I need to tell you about some stuff. Here's some things I'm feeling, right? And I'm like, is that really going on with you? Have you talked with her about it? And like you said, no, I haven't. I think you should. Can I help you? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, there are people in the lifestyle. That's the best thing about this, besides the sex and all the fun parties. Mm -hmm. The best thing about it is the relationships that you can build with people that you would never have. I don't have these conversations with my own family members, right? Because I could never have that conversation. But you and I can chop it up over whatever, and I can share things with you because we're transcendent. We're at a whole different level, right? There's somebody in the lifestyle that you've come across that you can talk to about this stuff. And you just have to get over your own ego. It goes like what you said earlier. For the males, it's ego. For the women, it's the heart, right? You got to get over your own ego and say, I'm having trouble. Everybody says this is so good. I'm not feeling really good about it. Mm. And why? Because I can't talk to my own wife about my feelings. All right. They're going to come out someplace, and it's either going to be you're going to get burned as a reputation of the couple because you're the dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's great, but he's a real dick, yeah. right? And then we have those conversations. You don't want to get labeled with that. So you've got to find that person and talk to them. Share these emotions. We've all been there, <clears throat> and we all have them in some shape or format. I always like to tell everybody, this is my stupid analogy, right? I, I kind of lucked into owning a Ferrari, and boy, when I got my Ferrari, I was doing great things with that Ferrari. And that Ferrari was humming like a champ, right? But things happen. Life goes on. The Ferrari sits in the garage a little longer, starts getting all dusty and gets shined up. I want to go back out. And somebody else comes along and goes, hey, man, I like your Ferrari. Yeah, 
you can admire it. You want to take it for a test drive. And then all of a sudden, I see them have my Ferrari do things that I've never made it able to do before. Rather than get ego on that, go back and go, how did you do that? What did you do different? Become that constant life learner. If you're all about ego for you, all right, that guy's got a better whatever. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. Can I do that? Work to become the better man Mm -hmm. when it comes to that sex stuff. Because there's never, you might be great one day, and the next weekend, you fail to show up, right? You didn't get enough sleep, I ate crappy, whatever, right? There's We are not A game every time, and our women aren't as well. Mm -hmm. And so that one night in that situation with that one guy where she came 10 times and made those incredible faces, it was the perfect situation. But it can't be duplicated. Mm Mm-hmm. We chase it like a drug. We're always looking for that high again. And that's a lot of times what pushes couples to do different things in their journey through the lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Chasing that next great moment. But it's just a moment. And it can't be duplicated. So then you got to go back to what that foundation is. Mm -hmm. And that foundation is built by sharing your feelings with your most significant person. Your wife, your spouse, your partner, whoever that might be. But it takes a lot of work to get there because you got to get your ego out of the way. Yeah. And that's our job as senior members. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a senior member. (laughs) You're (laughs) mid-level. When you get to upper management of the lifestyle like me and you can do nothing but be an ambassador, (laughs) you got to start reaching out and mentoring these young souls and tell them, hey, dude, I'm going to come in. I'm going to hug you and I'm going to tell you it'll be okay. Go value that woman. For what she is in your life. So and now, share. So now here's the next question. Because we we catch the male emotion, especially in the lifestyle with couples from different angles. The thing that we, we really focus on today is, you know, when we're in a situation where you have a guy who cannot or will not or is not comfortable sharing his emotions um, I always call it emotional management. We all have emotions, but it's how you manage them. Like you just said, emotions will always, at some point, they're always going to come out. Um, so another thing that I've seen, and me and Mrs. Mocha have had plenty of conversation with couples, we've seen situations where the husband may have wanted to share, <clears throat> wanted to share those emotions with his wife. But she was in, and I and I know people don't believe this is true. But in every relationship, you have you have a partner who, so to speak, has the emotional advantage. You have the 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 partner who is the the stronger, who who is more of a dominant, and I don't mean that in a sexually dominant way. But you have a partner who tends to get their way. If both, if if you were both going back and forth, one of them is ahead of the house. Yep. And in a situation where the husband is afraid to upset his wife, and she has the power in their dynamic, and he's trying to figure out a way to to address the issues that they're having 
that one is the one that I found the most interesting because you have a husband who, and we don't edit on this podcast, so I'm not, I'm not going to start today. You have a husband who has no balls. Okay, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not in a relationship. You're not in a established cuckold relationship or a female-led relationship, but you're in a situation where you don't speak to her about this because you're afraid that if she doesn't get her way, she's going to remove the lifestyle from you or she's not going to be nice to you, quote-unquote. And it exists. It And they usually don't last very long because... They end up failing. the The relationship itself, outside of the lifestyle, will usually fail <clears throat> because uh, you can start out and like, oh, life is great. It, almost think I always make the joke about like, I need a sugar mama, right? I would do anything. I just said somebody wanted to pay for my life, and I'd just be do whatever they wanted to say. Yeah, that sounds great on paper, <laughs> but when you get into that, right? It's the, the relationship is going to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless you f- can find that way. And and if the partner, if the female in that situation can't get out of her own emotional dominance and listen to that, what their partner is expressing or trying to express, it's not going to work in a lifestyle because couples aren't going to, we, if you see that at a party, right? You might try it one time. You might try it a second time. You might. Let them hang around and stuff like that. But that's the drama couples. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, that's every, no, you, that's like, you know, everybody knows who they are. We don't want any much. We don't want any drama. Don't come, don't bring me your drama to my party, that kind of thing, right? This is the drama couple. And everybody can see it. It's a two, it's partnership. Mm-hmm. It takes two. Rare are the singles that get to come in and interact and have all this stuff, right? It takes two. And so if they can't find that way, they're not going to last. So then it becomes how much effort as the male. I want to stay in the lifestyle, but I really need my feelings acknowledged and heard. I will try whatever methods. I mean, you can even go to professional counseling and try to talk about it like that in a setting. But if you don't, or that person is never willing to accept to it, you are, as much as you want to be in the lifestyle, you are doomed to fail because your relationship at its foundation has a lot of cracks in that foundation and will eventually crumble. Mm-hmm. And I think that you'll see a lot of people, um, <clears throat> a lot of people who are in and out of the lifestyle, the ones who, you know, they take a thousand breaks throughout the course. I mean, and their breaks not based upon, you know, happenstance or, you know, you got kids to raise or your, your <laughs> job is crazy. Yeah. It's just that, you know, there's always a problem after every interaction There's a problem. And, you know, it's funny you said, just like you said, you know, those are the same people who call me and ask, hey, why didn't you invite us to your party? Because you guys are fucking dramatic. You got to be kidding me. You Are you really asking me that? Didn't I have to pull you aside the last party because you guys were screaming at each other on my goddamn back deck? You know, no, I'm not inviting you back. You know, it's it's those people or it's the, the people where, you know, it's you can feel it. You can feel the energy coming off. They'll kill a party energy. If they come to your party, right, you might have this. It's so hard as a host to throw a good vibe that gets people to spark off and have that, you know, 
stuff happen. It's that couple that comes in and brings that energy. People feel it, and it really kind of it could keep a party from just becoming a, a weekend barbecue or actual swinger party. Yeah, listen, <laughs> we've we've had we've literally had those in this very space that we're standing in where we've had a couple come in and their energy is so fucked up that it really just it, it's like a, a warp it's like a warp in the universe right there by him like the, it's just like you is radiating and it's making people uncomfortable and in this situation because we can choose which couple is being the ass hat at any time but in a situation where you have a male who is afraid to confront his wife because he's afraid that, oh you know I don't want to say anything to her because you know if I you know she, she if I say anything, then, you know, she's already said she's willing to give up the lifestyle. And I don't want to give up the lifestyle. It's like, dude, fucking cowboy up. Get out of lifestyle if you need to. She's using this as a tool and a weapon. Have the real conversations. Have the hard conversations. And if the lifestyle don't work out, it don't work out. The lifestyle is, is not a thing that you have to help bandage your, your relationship the lifestyle is not even a thing that you do when you're having turmoil in a relationship. It's if the worst having, thing. Yeah, absolutely, the absolute worst thing you can do. If if we're having problems, if I, if we're having severe problems, the chances are I'm not going to like you laughing when you're watching a TV show you enjoy, <laughs> let alone watching you, you know, have sex with somebody else and having a great fucking time. You got to be kidding me. So... I mean, <laughs> it's no. This is this is not for when you guys are having issues. You know, lifestyle issues are things that you know you. They're things that once you have them, you should be able to identify, have a conversation. And ladies, just like we tell guys that you know you have to extend yourself for your wife and her emotional state. If you've never had a conversation with your husband about his emotions, all right, you may listen. If I'm speaking to 10,000 women, only about a hundred of you are going to have a husband who legitimately has never had an insecure moment while you were playing. All right. So if you got 10 friends and all 10, 10 of you to ask your husband, has he ever had an insecure moment? And nine of them said no. It's a lying. It's a lot of lying motherfuckers in your group. Just understand that, okay? If you've never had that conversation, have it. Ask them when. Ask them, you know. And and dudes and their emotions are weird. It'll be oh no no. Well you know I kind of you know I you know there was this one time I wasn't a, I wasn't jealous for nothing but there was this one time. You know, when, you know, so-and-so was really, you know, but you can also ask those questions, talk to them, ask them to tell you about those moments. But here's the thing. If your husband is willing to tell you about his emotional state, there's two things that's going to keep him from sharing. Number one, he don't want to hurt your feelings. So if he says something to hurt your feelings, when you ask him about his emotional state, ladies, you suck it the fuck up. Listen to him because just as hard as whatever punch you think you receive when he shared his feelings, if he don't usually share them, he's been holding that shit in. He's 10 times more afraid or uncomfortable than you are, because if you 
lose it or chastise him when he's sharing you sharing with you. Now he's gonna bottle those bottle that shit up, and it's gonna stay bottled up. It's it, it. You have to reward good behavior. He may share some emotions about a time about a thing that you thought was silly. Ah, oh, yeah, it was stupid. You were worried about me doing that. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't do it nope. because it's a very sensitive time. And contrary to popular opinion, men and women, we have the same emotions. We just manage them differently. And men are taught to pretend like you don't feel pain. I grew up with five sisters. I fell down a flight of stairs. My dad looked at me and went, hmm. My sister fell down one stair and you would have thought that he was going to call the medevac. That's just how we are. That's how we were raised. I mean, yeah. like I fall off a bicycle, you know, I'm bleeding. I need stitches. My dad slowly walks to the A. You're bleeding on my car. Put something on that. I mean, my sister has a hangnail. And he's like, oh, my God, come here. It, it, we're, we're wired differently. <laughs> so if that guy who's never shared his emotions with you decides to share be be delicate with him. Now, if you got a husband that shares all the fucking time, you know, that's different. You know, he's you're used to it and you're used to it. The one thing that you do bring up, though, going back, all right, hey, guy, you're afraid to bring this up to your wife. Women, that is something to consider. If you would like to take your relationship to an enriching level or a different level, have that opportunity and ask those questions. Give them the chance to share with you. You might all of a sudden go, man, I like this guy. You've given him that moment and that opportunity to, by asking those questions and allowing him, giving him permission to actually share his feelings. And that could be the next level of your relationship that could make your lifestyle journey even more rich, even more fruitful. Just as a perspective. I kind of forget about the women on this because we're talking guy stuff. But, yeah, ladies, that's a big one. Yeah. <clears throat> if you got a man who's closed off, you can come to him and go, hey, I was really enjoyed that the night. But what did you feel? Did they, did you have a problem with any of that? You know, something. It, it can be very. And then, like you said, be respectful. Be willing to listen. Don't be judgmental. Mm-hmm. If somebody's sharing something that's really hard for us to do, listen. Don't judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's. I mean, I, I I have realized, you know, I've man, I, I've talked to people all the time. I have a really good friend, you know. He's challenged with the fact that he enjoys watching his wife play, but it bothers him at the same time, and he has a hard time dealing with wow. that. I have another friend who's really doesn't want to be in a lifestyle, but. If his wife didn't get some strange cock, she's going to make his life hell. And he doesn't know what to do about it. It's, you know, so he bottles up his emotions. Yeah. And he bottles up his emotions and they explode at work. They don't explode at home because he... Their she she's the she's the powerhouse in the relationship, mm, right? But they he explodes at work, and 
he winds up having challenges at work. Now, of course, she doesn't realize that, you know, if if he if she's not helping him out at home and he loses that, you know, that really big income that's keeping her at home getting that extra cock that right. she wants. Like he <laughs> like he he's gonna you know, he's on the verge of losing his job right now and the con- we had a conversation about it and it all circles back to the fact that he doesn't really want to do this, but she's not giving him an option not to do it and he can't express his emotions to her because she just doesn't give a fuck according to him. Yeah. You know, and then we have the other guy where he really likes being in a lifestyle. He pressures his wife to play. She plays, he loses his shit. She doesn't want to play then he loses his shit, then she plays because he enjoys seeing it, but then he has to compare herself to everybody who she's having sex with. And so, you know, now when him and I have conversations, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let's let's start step one, two, three. Why are you insecure? What are you thinking about? You know, has she ever given you any reason to think she's going to leave? I see this woman around you. She worships you. She loves you. Like, has she given you a reason to be insecure? No. So... You know, the insecurity is within you. Yes. Okay. Should she be punished for it? No. You know, what are you going to do to make your, like, so we, we go through all these Break different things, you know. Yeah. But it took him a very long time to come to someone and say, dude, like, and his words are, bro, I don't want to sound like a bitch, but <laughs> have you ever had this happen to you? This is like the, the start of his conversation. He called, and, and ladies, this is how dudes talk when we want to talk about our emotions. Like, hey, you know, and there's a lot of other stuff that we say that, you know, would be offensive to others if they heard it, but it's just, you know, there's always that precursor to share your emotions. The, ca- the caveat that the emotions caveat, are coming yeah. The yeah. caveat is coming here. Yeah, like, <sighs> And, and and that's that's it. So you know, I think that I think that you know, being willing to be open and understanding, fellas, that you you do have emotions. They're going to have to come out. They're going to have to be managed. They have to be dealt with. And this is this is just the married part. We're we're only talking about the the not married or the the guys who are in relationships, rather. You know, because we haven't got to the single guys yet. Oh, boy. You know, we haven't got to those guys yet. We haven't got to, like, we haven't even stepped into outside of the swinging part. You know, the the, the husbands who deal solely in hot wife, the husbands who deal solely in cuckold. We haven't even dove into that. We're just talking about, you know, just an overall lifestyle husband dealing with his spouse or partner you know, playing with others, you know, and him managing those emotions. Right. The lifestyle is about two things. It's about the physical and it's about the emotion. They are symbiotic. They are married together. They're tied to one. You can't do one without the other. They just don't exist solo. Mm -hmm. So understand that going in. And if you haven't considered that, talk about it when you start to experience it. So what you're saying is that if you're going to get into lifestyle, most people are just thinking about the physical, but the big thing that they don't think about is the emotional piece. Absolutely. Especially men, because right, all we're thinking about is the JJ, right? We want pussy. We want strange pussy, right? Oh my God. That's what's awesome. <laughs> Too true. Now, I have to thank you so much, Chris, for, for coming in and... You know, Chris is actually in the studio with me, you know, 
one of my friends who came to visit, so we decided. Beautiful hey, opportunity. We'd take advantage of it. And and Chris is going to be on with us a lot more. Um, you know, we, Mrs. Mocha and I took a big break for a while, so, you know, now that she's starting to feel better, um, and now that, you know, we've, man, we've, and during the break, I've had more time. It's crazy. During my sex, my break from having a whole lot of sex, I've had a lot more time to talk to people in the lifestyle. And um, I, I've had so many more people share experiences with me, email um, from, you know, different sites. And the questions that people are asking, the challenge that they're having. And right now, over the last year, I've had more conversation with guys about their emotions that I've had in probably the last five years combined. But you have that persona. I think now, as I've got to know you, you have that trusting persona so that, and you have that wisdom persona. Your, your podcast, the research you've done, the liaisons with all the different people you have. You are that mentor who can be approached as these guys have these uh, questions. And that's what makes you special about that. So you that's left why. left out all the dumb shit and mistakes that I've made. <laughs> <laughs> Every mentor is a mentor yeah, because yeah. Uh, don't do what I did. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about the time I made this mistake, right? That's, that's part of, Where'd that's part that of scar? what, yeah, <laughs> that's why, that's why the older guys are the ones that are good to approach on this. Yeah. You go talk to a 20 year old. He does not have the life experience that you and I have. He has not been in the emotional um, cauldrons <laughs> yes. that we have have been in. I mean, when you're on a cruise ship with four thousand other swingers, you talk about emotions. You see it all over this crazy ship, and that's an experience that other people haven't had. So I can draw from those experiences and listen to you and share back. You might find that kernel of truth, that little glimmer of hope that gives you that. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's another way I can consider this. And it might enrich your journey, or you might just bunch of be a bullshit, and you're sending me out the door going, "What a fucking <laughs> like that guy is." He don't know anything. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you know, that's your ability to process information and share experiences in a way that educate. Is one of the reasons that I'm excited to have you as part of the team, and I'm excited to have you on here more often. And, you know, usually we do a lot more uh, shit talking, and, you know, usually guy stuff just winds up being funny, but this has been a subject that I've, man, I've just had so many conversations about male emotions over the last year. Like, it's from, from every angle, every aspect, dude. Like, I've, you know... From, you know, you know, teary conversations to angry conversations to frustrated conversations, you know, guys who fuck the life, you know, fuck the lifestyle. I don't want to do this. You know, this is just. And all of these things that stem from the inability to manage emotions or. The inability to communicate their emotions, it's either you can't manage your emotions or. 
or refuse to communicate those emotions or both or acknowledge do they f- refuse to even acknowledge their emotion Dude, that's, that uh, they have emotion that's standard issue that's, they're, they're still that's the, most dudes right? that's still the curmudgeon right who's like I don't feel anything <laughs> yeah yeah you know I'm, I'm a, and I and the thing that I think this, the, the thing I hate the most well you know as a man ah shut the fuck up there you go there you go as a man I'm not supposed to say I feel like well there you go so now you're you're allowing society to dictate what makes you a man or not a man and so now now we're you're already telling me how weak you are because you're telling me as a man you've given up your power yeah because society says as a man no So you give me excuses. So I mean, and you know how we are. You know, we talk. Oh, yeah. We talk direct. We we talk without all the fluffy shit. Now, don't get me wrong. We give fluffy shit to you know people outside of our circle, so they don't think we're assholes. <laughs> but you know, um, amongst our friends, we talk without the fluffy stuff. You know, and you know we're gonna be coming back to you guys with more man talk without the fluffy stuff. You know, we're gonna talk about our emotions <laughs> and not like men. <laughs> We're going to talk about our emotions, but not like the average man. That note, Chris Minx, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure. I hope everybody got something out of this. Look forward to speaking with you all again. And this is Mr. Mocha. We will talk to you guys again here on O-Faces. And as usual, if you want to hear other episodes... Tune in on Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Have a great night.